Did you guys see that trailer for Great Gatsby? Yeah, that was pretty. I'm gonna watch the hell so, out of that movie. There's a lot of is there another. Is there another new one? So there's I'm... another new one. It's by Boz Lerman, and Tobey the... Maguire's face is all over it. He is making some acting in that trailer. Let me tell you. Guys, are we comfy that... going into uh, actor gossip? Because I don't want to brag, but I, I know a lot of actor gossip. He does. Do you know anything about Toby? Do you know anything about Toby Maguire? Because I'm pretty sure he's a python. Because he has this way of unhinging his jaw and just letting the acting come out of his face. Yeah, dude. The dude loves oranges. What's he do? <laughs> well, he re- who? Toby. Toby. Toby, Toby. Maguire. Have you he's, have you heard of him? Chris Plant's on yeah. first name basis with him. You know. Tobes. Tobes. Um, so Tobes. Tobes loves. Toto. He loves oranges. And okay. he has, like, an assistant who would just go and get him oranges. Like, that was their job. Like, do you know how Lorne Michaels has a popcorn assistant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, this was his, like, orange assistant. Okay. And that, that, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Man, Jesus, I, that, I wanted something juicy. Which no, I it is juicy. It's, it's OJ. <laughs> citrus, citrus jokes. I mean, here's the thing about it. Uh-huh. I'm not that rich, but I could see a world in which I would get that rich and also get super into oranges, but like never know how to get right. oranges. I, I, I could see that. I, I thought it was going to be something like so he has an assistant whose only job is every morning, right when he wakes up, is shoves three sweetheart tangelos right up his butthole <laughs> just to get his day going. Oh, it sounds did, more did, like I, gossip. I, I totally forgot to mention that part. Okay, so when he when the when the citrus assistant brings the three sweetheart tangelos, uh-huh. they go they go up to Toby, not down to Toby. McElroy and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy and I'm here to tell you about the games. My name is Chris Plant and after a month of traveling, I'm ready to talk to you. Oh, my voice. <laughs> you don't sound good. <laughs> oh. My name is Russ Fresh and I know the best game of the week. Here are the besties. We do some shit. There's always things that happen that happen in a quantifiable amount of time. <laughs> Those things... <laughs> Our podcast podcast always has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know what? That is not even always true. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Here on the Besties, we're just we're trying something new again. Come with us. We like hanging out. The four of us. We like we like uh, talking about games, and we like the name the Besties, and that's about all we can agree on. Well, we should mention. I think there's been some desire for some level of. well, I wouldn't say competition. If anything, friendly competition. Uh, so I think that here's, our new goal is to introduce a new twist we, on that. When you talk about good. fucking games, it's boring as shit. Because games are boring when you're not playing them or watching someone <laughs> play them. They're mad boring, you guys. They're, They're like super boring. wicked boring. You guys don't want to hear us talk about the the mechanics of, oh, you know. Oh, really? Zelda has a new game plus where you can earn gems? Right. So yeah, that's that like, fuck that shit is basically our new motto. We're going at it from the side, and we're taking cross sections. Is that we're vivisecting games 
Yeah. We're reaching in with, with yeah. a glove-covered hand, and we are extracting or sweet nutrients. Yeah. So and in we're case, laying that out in front yeah, of if you. Yeah, if you haven't figured it out by now, uh, we're going to be talking about the CBS Monday lineup. Each of us has mm-hmm. our own show. I can't get enough of how to live with your parents for the rest of your life. <laughs> I really like the Godwin games, a mid-series replacement coming later this year. Um, I know two writers on the Godwin games. Oh, oh. Well, you're too deep in it. I know, I'm too close. I'm too close. I'm actually interested in it. I'm ha- I'm, I, I would I'm, set expectations too low. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, so what, what we're going to do is we're going to just talk about the cool shit that happens maybe it's in games maybe it's in an event that we went to maybe it's a piece of news but we should say it's not just the cool shit it's the best shit it's the best shit so we can keep the name of the podcast yeah and we wanted to keep that positivity you know and also my voice yeah what the hell is going on there what's happening um let's start off in a big big way with griffin mcelroy yeah hit me griff should we also start from the top and say that we're going to talk about bioshock next week because yeah, <laughs> we need to just put some space between. Like, I don't think any of the four of us know where we're at I'm with that game. Yet. The thousand, it's the thousand people leaving us right now. They're like, "Oh, so you totally changed the show, and you're not going to talk about the game." I no, no, no. We're going to say some really interesting stuff towards the we're, end of the. I'm podcast. actually going to talk about a game that's even better than Bioshock. Okay. Whoa! Yikes. I like this. These are some sneak previews. Yeah. Um, sneaky, sneaky previews, sneaky. as we call them in the biz. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because you got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So I have been playing Defiance. No, um, no, no, no. That's not how you start. No, you no. Start properly. Start with what, your superlative. The, the, the best, the best thing. Okay, well, okay, but okay. The best thing this week for me, for this. No, guy, no. The best, and then say your thing. <laughs> the best. This is the best part about the new show. <laughs> yeah, the best show on the internet is this one because of this fluid discourse. <laughs> um, fix it in post. You fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. The best ATV stunting in the yeah. universe. Oh, there, there it go. is. The best ATV stunting in the verse is in Defiance, the new jam from Tryon Worlds. Now, I've the played new Dirt. online shooter from Tryon Worlds. Dirt is bullshit. MX versus ATV <laughs> Unleashed. More like MX versus ATV 
uninstalled. No, still on the leash. <laughs> still on the leash. Okay. It's let me tell you guys. Defiance is an MMO shooter. Yeah. Right? Um, it is I my review is pending. I still need to put a lot more hours into it to like really find where I am with the game. Short version, it's way more fun than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, and I don't um, know why they were burying this thing. I don't know either. But it, it's basically Borderlands it. Borderlands MMORPG. Yeah, right? and it has it's, a TV show. Don't forget the part and it has about a TV, the TV show. show. It's about as far from being buried as you can possibly get. <laughs> I just mean that they. I'm sorry. I should be more clear. They didn't send any. No review code. Been, no no I review code. I haven't no, read a single preview of not it. Not for us, bros. Not for us. I wrote a preview. Wait, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. See, they sort of wrote a preview about. Sorry, because they were defying but, convention with this game. It is it, the like the. The gun collecting and progression and all that stuff is surprisingly fun. It has so far like a lot of blemishes when it comes to like its online functionality. Yeah. But fuck all that, because it has the dopest ATB stunting this side of the of of any game ever. Can you do um, heel taps? And I were, let me let me set the scene for you. Griffin and I were in a mission together. I had I joined. I have no idea like how levels work or anything, or if there even are levels. There are. There's a thing called ego rating, which is your level, but it doesn't go one, two, three, four, five. It starts off going 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and then it starts going like 78, and then 92, <laughs> and then 131. It's like no fucking way can I keep. I track have of, no idea what yeah. it all relates. That to. ego was tripping out essentially. But yeah, I yeah. joined the, a game and and became friends with Griffin, and I just basically warped myself to where he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, with an option in the game, nice. and then I had to join. We had a little bit of trouble at first because he was like sort of mid mission. Uh, we we're assaulting some base, whatever you know, typical MMO mm-hmm. bullshit. But we were assaulting some base, and Griffin uh, kept disappearing. And it turned out we were in different phases of the mission. What? So, well, yeah. no, this, there's an easy fix for this though, because you actually just need to. There's a quick menu. I'm playing completely with the controller. Yeah, me too. Um, which is which is like fucking great like it's yeah, so really much better than mouse and keyboard we're both playing uh, on pc by the way yeah both the xbox PC. 360 version apparently is unplayable but yeah that, i think that's just because of server issues more so than uh, i joined griffin's phase and then the mission's going fine and then literally in the middle of the mission griffin pushes a button to summon his atv <laughs> and just guns it and hits a ramp and goes flying over a wall there's this where... the part of the mission is you're supposed to rescue these miners and then the miners unlock this gate and then you move on to the next part of the mission. I said, fuck that. Press the instant summon your ATV button. It's not like every other MMO where like you have to channel your spell for 10 seconds to summon your mount or whatever. You press it. Nope. It literally appears right in front of you. If it like explodes, you can just summon it right away, right again. It appears right in front of you. You instantly just run up and hop onto it, and then you're off to the fucking races. And then Griffin flies over this wall, <laughs> I hit the jet waiting for the miners. I hit the jet me. boosters, I break the mission, <laughs> I, I go sailing over the fence and just start fucking shit up on the other side. And Griffin actually stops fucking shit up long enough to IM me on, uh, on the other computer and say, yeah, son, did you see that stunt? With like four N's <laughs> and three T's, I think. That's what it's, it's like. And I told him I did, and then I asked him to please come back and help me kill all these guys. Yeah, I couldn't. I could have to find some boxes to climb to jump over the fence and help Justin out on the other side. But like, that's so many parts of the game are streamlined, and the best part about the game that is streamlined is that you can instantly summon a an ATV with fucking jet boosts attached to it that you can use to like. There are these missions where uh, a bunch of bug monsters will come out of the ground and you have to like destroy their nest and it takes like 20 people and it takes like five minutes of just like 
just f holding off this assault of bugs. And you can sure you can you know get out your guns and you can you can very slowly blow them away, or you can do what I do, which is just get on your ATV and just drive in a circle around their nest, just <laughs> fucking plowing through them, like almost like they instant. didn't anticipate anyone actually using the ATV. This. I think I, they did. I'm, oh, no, they did. Like they had to. I don't think no, they, they meant. It's and it's awesome. We it's, were in one of those the the one of those uh, they call them arc falls. It's like basically like events that takes a, a group of people to finish. And it's it's like a live dynamic this... event, which is like the hot buzzword for MMOs, like Rift and, uh, and um, Guild Wars Two. There's a th so Griffin and me and one other Ham and Egger are like blasting at this nest, and we're all almost dead. And then when we got it down to like a third health, all of a sudden my screen is like filled with hot rods and ATVs and cars just filling the screen where like all of a sudden 20 people appeared I think they were traveling in a pack or something yeah yeah because they're they're like nomads that just move from these arcfall missions like one to the next and so you'll just get like 30 people and then all of a sudden it's like a scene from Fast and the Furious before one of the races when everybody's like check my style out check out <laughs> <laughs> they leave their cars parked for a while and like hang, and then they all drive off to the next thing. It's bizarre. I'm buying um, this game right now. <laughs> it's it's seriously like it has its fair share of of problems. And the shooting is not. I think the shooting's just fine. It's I, I, good for an MMO. It's yeah. not like it's I, not like it would not be acceptable in a third person the, shooter. The progression and the I, I even I think the controls and the mechanics are all incredible. Like to the point of of derivation. It's derivative of Borderlands. Yeah. But the thing is, those Borderlands design cues work so much better as an MMO. Like, you are so much more willing to forgive the fetch and hunt quest tropes when it's when it's an MMORPG, when, like, a lot of the missions, like, almost all of the story missions are dynamic. So you'll go to, like, a farm and you have to rescue five farmers. But it's not, like, a private instance. Like, there, sure. there are other people, other people that can help you complete the mission without, now, like, joining a group. I was curious, so you said that there's very good stunting. So far, we've discovered that you can jump things like walls in your ATV. Yeah. Can you do, like, rodeos and heel taps and all the other I did a 360 stunting? in the air. I did, you, have, you have outrageous control over your, over your rig. Wait, does the game the reward air? you does... for any of these? Yeah, I did a 360, and I got an achievement. And that oh achievement gave me no, enough experience to make it to the next level. Why is there even guns in this game? That's a better question. Right? Exactly. Um, the, and the buns, guns are pretty cool. Like the, it's sort of that Borderlands aesthetic of like there are billions and billions of guns, and you can customize the guns as you see fit. And what? And you actually you actually have a you have a power. Uh, uh, there are four a, there are four AI main powers that lives yeah. in your body. Guys, basically. I have a question. There's a power. I'm sorry. That, I don't I don't want to interrupt you, but. I feel like there's a big problem with you this game. You do want to interrupt I, I me, do. That's like exactly it's just There's a big problem with this game, and I feel like the longer we don't address it, the bigger it gets. Like, so this game takes place after, like, a fallout, right? Like, yeah. aliens have come, and bad shit's gone down, and now, like, the Earth is overpopulated. Sure. But everyone owns a car that has the power to teleport, so who knows how much energy that takes. And then to yeah. drive around, that's a lot of gasoline. Sure. Where's all no, this fuel coming they're from? They're hybrids. And it's, yeah, it's like, all, have you it's ever driven powered. a hybrid? Oh, it's they're like Nissan Leafs. So everybody's tripping on their Prius? Mm -hmm. It's a leaf, and actually, actually the gun the the cars run on bullets, which are in. <laughs> you just put you just throw a few bullets in the in the tank. I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm, my review is probably not going to be 
up for like a week and a half and like really the the like getting into a group with justin and like getting us together to play was like kind of a frustrating process like i think the stuff like that is what is going to hamper the game also the servers are fucking up and down constantly it's frustrating there are race missions there are like time trial race missions where you can earn experience and money and stuff for you know driving your atv or your car through checkpoints and shit like that um and like some of them are like kind of long like three or four minutes to complete and like it, there's nothing more frustrating than like seeing the finish line after a really long race and then the server crashes and it's like yeah but you've just, just spent just the last it. three or four minutes racing around on your atv so what's the complaint about i guess that's true yeah damn straight i was like i like experience and money um, but i'm i'm having fun with it more than i thought which was i thought zero fun mm-hmm. so um what else we got going on this week uh, I'd like to hear about Justin's thing. Oh, yeah. Justin, you have some thoughts. Oh, I just want to make sure that plant's not going to be... Justin! How, Justin. Much, how many minutes do He's I so have? He's so sensitive. If you just set me a timer Justin. so I know when you're going to interrupt me in <laughs> sentence. Because you know what's good for flow? You know what makes a great podcast? No, what? Nice flowing... Guys, show. I went to this Vietnamese <laughs> restaurant yesterday. There, see? Griffin has just perfectly demonstrated... Go ahead, Russ. What's your what's your thing, Russ? Okay, I'll go ahead. Plant won't interrupt you. <laughs> he actually does all the time. So uh, I would like to talk about the very best, world's best, world-renowned local co-op experience, local adversarial experience, I should say, that I experienced while at GDC 2013. And if that was the best pitch I've ever made, you should all be very happy. That's a back of the box, or if I heard <laughs> are you working for them? Uh, Are you? Where's your money? I, I'm at? not. So, so here, so here's the deal. I was walking around GDC with. Uh, I'm gonna Maybe. butcher his name, but his name is JW. I can't say his last name, uh, but he works for Lambeer and he made a game that you might know called Ridiculous Fishing. And we were following around for this video thing, but he's like, "Hey!" In his awesome Netherlandish accent, he's like, "Yo, can you do, can you do that for me?" No, I, I'm not really good at accents. So oh, he's bullshit. Do so it. So he's for like, me now. "Yo." Uh, you got to check this game out. This is the best game here at GDC. And I'm like, oh, really? So he leads me over to this small crowd of scrawny indie developers, as they tend to be kind of scrawny, and as I am. And they are all, like, off the walls crazy over one game, and that game is called Samurai Gun. Um, for spelling purposes, um, if you're looking to Google it, it is Samurai, like the Samurai. And then there's a space, and then there's the word gun, but the word gun has two ends in it, like which James is Gunn. not the traditional spelling. Like or James Tim Gunn. Gunn. Sure. Or is Tim is is it the game just about Tim Gunn with a with a wazakishi? Well, it's funny that you should mention that up. because fashion plays a big part in this game. Uh, okay. The best way I can describe it is it is a local co-op uh, adversarial game. I'm sorry, I keep saying co-op, but it's really wow. not co-op. It's adversarial. Um, It's an adversarial local game where uh, four ninjas, well, they're really samurais. I'm doing a very poor job. You're doing awful. I'm sorry. Do you want me me to help? No, no, no. Shut up. Shut up. So there's four samurais in this field, and the screen essentially looks like like an 8-bit Super Smash Brothers. Like, picture that sort of layout of the map. And essentially, each of the samurais has... A samurai sword, which is pretty natural for a samurai to have, and a gun. And each of the guns has three bullets. And essentially what it comes down to is this insane, um, super, super high-paced, super tactical 
action game where one hit from a sword will kill you, but if you're swiping the sword while they're swiping at you, you can reflect their sword. Ditto on the bullets when they like shoot bullets at you, you can like cut their bullets in half. And it essentially becomes this super strategic game where everyone's like dodging for position and slicing through walls bomberman, bomberman style. And uh, the best part of it, my favorite part, is when you get a kill, so there's still four people on the screen, but anytime anyone gets a kill, the action freezes for like a half second, and it does this like crazy kung fu style vignette, uh, sort of like a letterbox style where the kill happened, and it gives you like a zoomed in look of someone getting their guts slashed in half. And it that suddenly makes dope. every moment, uh, every kill, like suddenly everyone in the field is like looking, oh shit, I can't believe that just happened. And it also adds some strategy because as someone's getting a kill, you're like, oh, where am I on the screen? And what can I do once the action picks up again? So you're kind of giving yourself away yeah. whenever you get a kill. Like you're yeah. Oh, yeah, away. absolutely. Everyone suddenly starts going to you because this this whole delay mechanism where you can only swipe your sword like once every second or so. And you've what, only what got three bullets. On? Uh, it's on PC. It's, uh, it's not out yet, actually, but it's... Um, it's an indie game. Uh, I'm sure it'll come to like Mac and hopefully yeah. uh, like consoles. It it would make a really good fit on uh, 360 or PS3. I've been um, wanting a new Bushido Blade for a while, and this feels like 2D Bushido Blade. Yeah, it, well, it's nothing like Bushido because that was a, a 3D like game, it. wasn't it? Yeah, but the, but the whole point is it's like it's free roam like Bushido Blade. It's one hit kills with your blades. You can basically catch each other. And I guess I never played Bushido Blade. your weapon, Blade. you have the limited. Uh, throws of the bullets was Bushido Blade the one where all the Star Wars characters were in a fighting game? Uh, no, that's Knights of the Karasai, I believe. Masters Ter- of Ter- 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 Okay. Um, yeah, it's and like really good pixel art. I know Justin hates <clears throat> pixel art because he thinks it's lazy, but like super <laughs> super cool pixel art. Um, very detailed, despite the fact that it's like relatively low resolution. Um, I would just say, like, it's one of those games that I picked up, and in one round, I was like, this is the fucking jam. It you took about 30 seconds. Sorry? You're kind of bad at it. Okay, so here, so me and Plant played, and like, you could actually set it up. Yeah, so you can set it up so it's uh, two versus two, or one versus three, depending on, like, what clans you select. And Plant ended up going solo against me and two other random dudes at GDC, and admittedly sort of t- tore us up, but he had the benefit of playing as a space mouse in a gi, so I don't think we had much of a shot. True. Sounds too indie for me. Uh, it's what? pretty damn indie. It is really... I mean, it's not indie in the way that, like, Compared I'm going to make a game about sleep and the economy and dreams and sewing. See, I love that shit, though. Like, that's indie as shit. This game is, brainy. like... You could pick this game up in three seconds and, like, be having fun. Um, but is it cerebral? Uh, yeah, so what it has oh. is there's this whole element where you're slicing guys with swords. <clears throat> I don't, I forget if I mentioned it, but that's where it gets really cerebral is with the sword slicing aspect. Um, it, when can it, I buy it? Sorry? I want to consume. When can I buy it? You, I don't, I think it's still a little ways from being out. Um, I'm working on it's trying indie, to. Hey, it, I, have an, I have an important note for indies. Yeah. You need to. If you're gonna have a game anywhere ever, you gotta start saying where the th- the stuff is gonna be. I watched the the uh, we have this great new video, Human Angle. It's a new video series we're doing where we talk about like the people behind the games. And our first episode is about the indie mega booth, 
and I watched the guys from Octodad, and I love those guys, Young Horses guys. They were talking about, you know, we've got uh, Octodad, Dadley's Catch. If it doesn't perform well at launch, we're going to be sunk because we need that money to keep going. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. But then they didn't say, like, well, I don't what know when they, to, where it's wait. going to. They say, you got to slip it in. Catch it at you Best Buy. you got to go to Fry's Hardware. <laughs> yeah, I would say you're going to fucking love it. it. Indies, like, what platform is that going to be on? Indies are not super uh, great about vocalizing certain aspects. I'm just saying a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit better. It's well, on Steam Green. It made the Steam Greenlight cut, so it'll be on Steam. Yeah, and Fresh can tell you when they actually filmed it, Almost every sentence ended with, and it's coming out on PC in Steam. It's on Steam, please. <laughs> and Tom and Jimmy were just like, "Sorry, sorry, uh, bros. It's on Steam, on please." Uh, the hyperlink will be www. <laughs> um. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com, promo code BESTIES. 
Terms and conditions apply. Guys, um, uh, can I tell you about something awesome. that happened at GDC for halftime? Yeah, what happened? Well, I, I guess it's not really something that happened because I, I, I brought somebody back with me. Fuck. One of my favorite indie game designers. Uh, you've, you've, you've actually met him in previous episodes. I'll fucking, I'll leave. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do, do you, do you want to come in? Sure. I think you can you can introduce yourself. I mean, the man, the myth, I, the legend. Everybody, everybody already knows him. I am I am very taken aback because Chris Pant did not let me know that I would be on the show today until about three seconds ago when he introduced me. So I have nothing prepared. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 you know, I was just so overwhelmed by... But it is I, Jean-Baptiste. I am yeah. an indie de- developer. It could have been, it really could have been anyone, though, of all the no. characters. It is I. It is I, Jean-Baptiste. I would like to say I am working on the game. Uh, it is about ninjas, and they have guns, and they slice other people. Do, do, you have a working title for this, right? Yes, it is called ATV Racing Defiance. <laughs> Now, that's not the game you showed me at GDC. Uh, I mean, I was I was really impressed. I, I think you got robbed at the uh, the IGF Awards. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about it. Yes, yes, okay. So this is another game that I was showing at, at the IGF Awards. So here is the idea. You are a man in the desert, but you okay. have a scarf, and there is another man, and he cannot talk to you. But the best part of it is you can be friends with each other. Uh-huh. It is called... I don't have a name. Okay. <laughs> couldn't uh-huh. even come up with... Couldn't hop on thesaurus.com. Generally, when people are introduced on a podcast, they are giving prior warning to inform them that they will be coming on. <laughs> I, I thought but this you, is your life's this is your fucking life's work though is the problem. Like I am yeah. nervous and unprepared. And to... I bought you the plane ticket to New York. I flew you yeah. here. You've been in my house for but about I was two in weeks. store I was in cargo with the dogs. It was not a true <laughs> ticket. Why did you put him in there? Why well, were you allowed to fly in there? Yeah, the, that's it, what it's very you indie, on? you know? Like it's very indie. <laughs> I just, if you fly coach, if you fly anything except under or on top of the plane. You're not indie. I am used to uh, flying, scrimping, and saving, but mm-hmm. why is that? Because I, my games are always stolen by large developers and publishers. Like for example, this other game that I have been making for several years, wherein I am a soldier and I have a gun and I am in war and shooting okay. other guys who are also in war. I have been making this game for at least six or seventeen years, and they keep stealing this idea, and my motivation is shot. Yeah, it's tragic. It is called game gun war game. Gun war game. Game gun war uh, game. Can I game gun war game? Do you keep? Is it Inception? Is that the problem? Is it because it sounds like things are getting pre-stolen from you? Like they're they're pre-stealing your I ideas. I think maybe doing they are uh, using North Korean hackers to okay. access my account. Right. 
My but they're Dropbox. Doing they're doing account. it before your account exists. Six years before then. Maybe. Is what I'm saying. There, is it? I think it's a looper thing that might oh, be going on. Oh, so you think maybe is there? It's time travel involved. Yeah. It could be. This this could be. Because um, literally, the, the only other option, literally the only other option is that you're a fucking hack and a thief. And I know that's not true. I am making a game about a hack and a thief. Uh, you rob banks in Monaco. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got a working title for that one, or do you need another episode? To... It's Monaco. Okay. That's the full title. Oh, it's that's, not that's just Monaco. Well, it's okay, Monaco. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, it's back. Monaco. It's Monaco. Come on he has down. to get back. It's like uh... it's Chinatown. Yeah, sure. He has to get back to uh, the airport. He has a plane to catch. Uh, I've, I've actually put him back in his dog kettle, and okay. I'm shipping him. Uh, away right now. So. Goodbye, uh, arf arf. I am a dog. Do not interrupt <laughs> me, TSA. He's doing he's doing method for his next game, um, which is which is Nintendo Dogs, but with a fun name. <laughs> Thank you, Jean Baptiste, in the game developer Jean Baptiste arf, for joining arf. us. I want to talk about my uh, as as Russ makes his way back into the studio. Can, wait, sorry. Uh, can I, I do want to share one mo- before we go on? I do want to share one moment that I personally had. This is an unexaggerated moment from GDC, and it was probably my favorite moment. Um, okay. So I was standing uh, at, at the end of a panel waiting to interview someone, and a gentleman walks up to me, and because it'll be offensive, so I'm not going to do the accent. But a gentleman walks up to me and hands me a postcard, and on the postcard is a video game. Uh, it looks like a video game. It's just a screenshot of a video game. And I don't know this guy. And he's like, okay, he, he had some, he was very friendly, but he had uh, an accent that I'm not going to try to attempt. And he was like, okay, so. Can you give us a region? Uh, if I would, somewhere in Europe would be my guess. Okay. And so, uh, so, so he hands me, he hands me this card and it's a postcard with a screenshot on it, but the postcard has been like, it honestly looks like it was jammed in 16 different pockets and like mm. ripped and it's like oh, degraded. Was it like damp? Was it damp? A it little? was a little damp and it almost looked like it was part of an ARG. And I was like looking around for like <laughs> cameras and shit because they like it honestly, I thought like he was messing with me. And I'm like, oh, uh, what's this? And he's like, this is my game. And I'm like, oh, very cool. Uh, so what's it called? And he's like, no, no, this is just a screenshot. And I'm like, right, right, for your game, but what's it called? And he's like, I don't name my screenshots. <laughs> Jesus, pleases. And then we looked at each other for a while, and then I looked at the game, and... Here's the fucking thing. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. We're fucking talking about it on our channel. Yeah, but I still don't know what the game podcast. is called, so I don't know it how to... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's out there now. Okay. It's all you can think about anymore. It's all you can think about. It's this mystery that this man planted in your mind. And now you plan it in my mind. You plan it in Chris's mind. You plan it in Justin's mind. And the yeah. minds of all of our listeners. Well, I, st- I actually still have the photo because he gave it to me. So I'm going to take a picture of it and we'll put it in the post because it's pretty much as described. Mm. <laughs> somewhere there's a guy. <laughs> there's a guy in Europe somewhere listening to this who just audibly shouted, God damn it. <laughs> God damn. Okay. All right. I get what he was saying now. Okay. Yeah. The, the name of the game. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it, Jean Ralphio. You always mess this kind of stuff up. God damn it, Philippe. Justin. I'm guessing about regions. Yeah, sure. Zeke. How about just like Michael? That might be it. Michelle. Justin, Guys. what's your best? My best 
rumor this week. My best rumor, not this week, ever. Best rumor that is probably not a rumor, but maybe it's a rumor, is that the Xbox uh, is going to be uh, always online. And mm-hmm. I know this has been sort of circulating for a while. It's back up to, like, sort of fever pitch egged on by some a, a very unfortunate Microsoft employee who sort of fanned those particular Well, I wouldn't employees. say Microsoft employee anymore. Maybe <laughs> yeah, former after, Microsoft like, employee. By, it's fri- maybe they're just waiting for Friday. I don't know, man. He had a rough time of it. They got to get some boxes yeah. together. Yeah. Now nah, I'm sure he'll stay around. I feel I really do feel for the dude. He was having sort of like a a delightful uh back and forth with Manveer Air from uh, where is he now? Is it He's he, at uh BioWare. BioWare, right. Yeah. Okay. He was having a very delightful and private, you know, very private, very, very off private. the grid thing uh, a tete-a-tete with him on fucking well, the twitter first, but the first tweet was not private it was a public tweet the first one they're all they're all pri- public they're, He's they're all fucking busy. public it's twitter no but it's i'm twitter. saying the first tweet wasn't like at replying to manveer it was like to the world at large essentially yeah basically dude said i don't get why everyone's so upset about always online um, because I think the later, I think the catalyst was, for this was Kotaku ran a post saying, you know, we have sources saying it's always online and, and had some quotes, um, from unnamed people. Um, and so he said, I don't get, you know, what the big deal is, isn't, you know, basically his just was, doesn't everybody have internet? Uh, and Menver Air said, you know, yeah, but what if you live in, you know, bumfuck Virginia or, you know, such and such. And the dude was like why would anyone want to live there which is like pretty good pretty good so far and then he said <laughs> i live in a place that has shitty cell reception so should i not have a cell phone or i live in a place that doesn't i forget what it was oh i don't get electricity so should i buy a vacuum cleaner like it's so fucking it's fucking crazy to me it was smart that you can be so like you can have whatever opinion i know there are people on both sides of the fence there are people who like yeah i have internet i don't see what the big deal is but to be so fucking tone deaf like to not did you not pay attention to what happened literally last month with SimCity where like the only thing people hate more than always on DRM is when people are fucking this dismissive and shitty about online DRM first off I would I would like to point out as someone who has lived uh, in a not rural area it's still an urban area it's a very small city uh, but has, has worked in like remote offices for the past five years of his life uh, big cities do not have the patent on good internet. Like, from my experience, uh, the internet in bumfuck wherever is probably more stable and reliable than the internet. Also in, known say, as Kansas instance, City, New York, or Philadelphia, yes. where apparently it's always broken and always no worse. Kansas City is the best internet in the United States right now. True. See, there you go. I, I, I but, but I don't want to like. I've been where this guy's been where you hear so many people grousing about it and I know it's hard to not go into a defensive posture. What I'm what I'm curious about from you guys is do you I mean do you think it is a bad idea? Yes. Yes, it's the worst Jesus idea. It's a bad idea. Here this is the scenario. Having a requirement of always online gives users no zero zero no benefit. added benefit. There is no reason why anyone would want an always online console because even if it adds features like hey leaderboards or hey you know what your friends are doing all the time even yeah, if it my adds shit's those already things, got that my shit's already got a that. it already has that and b in it. the scenario where it's not 
up, you're fucked. And the $60 or the hundreds of dollars that you spent on video games over the last two years are worthless. They might as well be coasters. Both, if you look at it from a literal standpoint, seriously, if if the 720 is always online, I, and whenever there's an option for a cross-platform game, I'm going to buy PS4. Like, that's, unless the PS4 is online, is as shitty. But even then, it's still optional. I am, take take my word for it, I'm a huge, uh, if I have to choose right now, 360 all the way. I like the controller yeah. better. I like the interface better. There's not even a question. This will sway me to the other side. Right. And the fact that it was ever even considered is a total... It blows my mind. Like, the from logic a, from a of literal, that. From a literal standpoint, the idea of not being able to play my games when the internet is down, which is, like, not a frequent thing, but when it happens, I don't want to be like, well, now I have this thing I can't use. And philosophically, just having this thing that I fucking paid for that is is conditionally functional do you know what i mean like it's it's on their thing but you can you can only have it when we are able to observe what you're doing and it's not even that that noise it's like what let's say their system works 100 percent of the time and it's always up that doesn't mean time warner is going to work 100 percent of the time or your whatever comcast but to that point yeah you're talking about two gates right you're talking about sure if the internet is working and if Xbox Live is working, which let's not fucking forget, there have been some two-week-long stints yeah. around the holidays where, like, it just fucking doesn't work. I yeah. guess I guess my, my, my problem with – I don't want to get off on a tirade about it because, like, what's been so frustrating about this is that people are having these discussions – and I did set this one up, but, but to illustrate the point that, like, people are having these discussions all over the internet, and it's really not based on anything – that Microsoft has officially said, That's other true. than if you want to take this this uh, Adam Orth, is it, is yeah, it yeah, correct. He, but he uh, didn't confirm anything. His, he didn't confirm anything. If you want to take his, yeah, uh, except tacit, if if uh, he didn't confirm it, he's a dude who works. He's a creative director at Microsoft Game Studios, who's been with the company for a year and a half, which, according to his LinkedIn profile, has been developing an unannounced project. Dude is making an Xbox 720 game. Okay, like, but here, this is my theory, is that it's possible, I'm not saying this is likely, but it's possible that there won't necessarily be online requirement for every game, but I can guarantee there will be some games, like like whatever Bungie's game is and stuff like that, that will require an always-on connection, which is, I can deal with that. Like, if it's game-to-game, that's fine, because you can just choose to not get those games. Um, but for the console to be... Uh, basically a brick if the internet goes down that's a disaster or if xbox live goes down what's or if fucking right. crazy town i but think why? justin to your point i think the reason why people are so up in arms about it now before everything is official is that like this would be the time to do it before right. like while there's still a chance for uh there's not i mean let's uh we are we are like eight weeks from e3 there's um, not a chance it, but they can they can yeah. take it out at this point, if it's in, they can take it out. Guys. But there's no yeah. way they don't – here's the thing. Like, ha, there's no way they don't know. I guess what's killing me about this is, like, they obviously have some sort of – they have, obviously have some sort of reveal, right? Yeah. Where they want to – it'll probably be, I don't know, May, yeah. later later this month yeah. or early May, where they come out and, and, and roll the thing out. Like, I get that. But the fact that they're clinging to that schedule – and not getting out in front of this yeah. thing it's, is like yeah. Is so this insane. this is my theory. I've got a theory. 
So you may remember when uh, Jed Bartlett was running for re-election and he was running up against uh, Josh Brolin or Josh Brolin's father, I forget his name, from Florida. Right. And while that was happening, there was a lot of talk about the fact that, oh, Josh Brolin's father is not very good at debating. And all they were doing was lowering expectations. It's the lowering expectations game. So when Microsoft comes out in a month and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't need a connection all the time. You only need a connection 98% of the time. Suddenly everyone's thrilled because in comparison to all the time, it's actually an improvement. Thrilled. Here's my my problem with the always on that I, I think gets kind of ignored is they're charging you to use your device because as the internet goes on we use it more and more bandwidth is going to get more costly this the the free ride we've had with bandwidth is probably not going to keep lasting forever and we'll start be charging by how much we use the internet and at that point i mean some people are already have that they have caps and at that point you're paying to use your device because it's using up your allowance of bandwidth each month that yeah. that is what it's it's really and freaks me and out. let's not i don't know if these two things are connected and i feel like they've mm. they have actually gotten in front of this and pretty well squashed it but if that online feature is somehow tied to prohibiting the use of used games like no oh yeah they're not going to do that right guys the, well here's the here's That's the, the thing point. about it and then I, I would ask everybody to like try to keep this in your mind as these things happen the only thing that corporations understand is money they don't understand any they don't understand emotions or or upsetting people and that's fine i mean they're not designed to be ethical entities they're designed to make as much money for their shareholders as possible the the only response to this thing that makes any sort of logical sense is well i'm not going to buy that when you get angry about a product what you're basically saying i mean you're you're casting yourself as a victim when you when you get angry about what the Xbox 720 will have, you are turning yourself into the victim of this thing because what you're saying is I have to buy it. I'm I mean I'm powerless not to. Please be gentle. Like that's the message of anger. To but I me. think you're I think you're able I think you're allowed to feel <coughs> anger as a consumer of video games and as a proponent for a proponent for the medium and the industry itself. And when you start seeing what is now the big console player? Angry on behalf of who, though? Like, who are you angry for? Like, angry on behalf of me. Like, I don't want fucking every experience in the future to be always on. I am resistant. So don't. But but this is what I'm saying, though. This is the point. Don't. That's like, that. That's don't fine. Buy it. That would be fine in tech. That would be fine in basically any other entertainment medium. But when you're mm-hmm. talking about there are three fucking consoles in the game, and one third of them is like something that I'm philosophically opposed to uh, like 33% of the, the shit that I care about now is is moving in a direction that I dislike like I think that's where the anger stems but, from and I yeah. but again but that but that's like but exactly but if people don't buy it as a result of that it it gets fixed okay I don't but, buy I mean, it the but, ship, okay the I, ship writes itself people getting angry about it and then still doing it is why we have as much shitty consumer hostile practices in this industry as we do is because of anger but people get angry and then they still pack you should do money over and nothing gets fixed do both don't buy it and get angry yeah that's that's what you do because because the anger will result in the sort of more people attention and media attention that SimCity got uh and that uh, you know obviously hasn't changed necessarily but at least like they you know fucking ousted people and I mean, it made an impact. Yeah. So the that's anger... Fair. That's fair, but, like, anger without... I without anger, action. If you're just without angry... Anger without that action is hollow. Yeah, like, I completely agree. Plant, what do you... 
what are you I, evangelizing? I I'm evangelizing the best award show uh, in video games. Spike PGAs. Of, it's a little late, but okay, we can talk about yo, it. Yo, I yo. loved. So Samuel Jackson came out and he lit a lot of the blunt stage goofs. on fire. Uh, and then I had to I peed next to Adam Scott. It was a great mm-hmm. moment. Jamie, Jamie Kennedy defecated on the stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that when I'm smoking eight blunts at once, I like it when I watch an award show where they talk about um, weed and jokes. Jokes, jokes about weed. Uh, so I'm talking about the Game Developers Awards at GDC and kind of the IGF Awards too, but mostly the Game Developer Awards. Uh, hosted are they not by, the same? Well, they're, they're back-to-back, but they are separate. Like they have different hosts. They're technically different awards. Uh, they're called the, the stage, Game Developers night. Choice Awards, to be honest. Okay, thank you. Like uh, Choice Awards. Yeah. There's like a lot the of GDC slime. Awards. Point is, they're hosted by Tim Schafer, who hosts every two or three years and is totally delightful and was on the right side of bitter about where the game, like the major games industry is this year, uh, taking some pretty sharp jabs at THQ and a few other major publishers. SimCity. Uh, SimCity, yeah. Uh, and that was great. I enjoyed what was that. his problem with? What was wrong with SimCity? Uh, he didn't uh, like the buildings. How the buildings looked. He yeah, otherwise the he said it was just like great. not super cool. Yeah, I don't like how I have three fucking dumps in my city and still nobody's picking up trash. Maybe you shouldn't so take so many dumps in your city. Yeah, yeah. But what what was the most interesting part about the show was indie games won every single award except for the first person shooter award, which is technically called the technical award, but that's the award for like look how much money we dumped into this engine and it's always is all first person shooters is that like did you think did it was there a single point in the in the proceedings where you were like come on guys like, uh yes there actually was I, yeah yes with journey journey won a lot of those awards and it won best like, uh gameplay game design i don't want to sound design. like a, I don't want to no, sound no, like no. a dick, but like that sounds like crazy. Journey, like I would say, I don't think it's crazy to say that Journey was one of the best, if not the best, game that came out last year. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and in terms of the categories, it's one. We're talking about sound design. We're talking about visual yeah. art stuff like that. No question about it. Like absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm with them. Um, the category that it won game design, I really did take issue with, just because it was up against two Spelunky. games that are game designed out their asses one of which is spelunky and one of them which is uh uh uh, mark of the ninja uh and those two games also indies for what it's worth are like built from their core as game design games whereas journey doesn't totally i mean the only really cool game design thing in journey which is quite cool is the multiplayer but the rest of the game isn't really about game design per se it's about a curated experience it's like guiding you through um but i think plan's point is just to say like it's super cool to see you know a couple years ago probably last year if you look at the categories and the award winners it's all triple a games and just to see indies move in there and not only as like a pity vote like fucking crush it i just said all that shit but like yeah i think about last year and like my favorite games were like, yeah, they were like Journey and Spelunky yeah. and... You know um, how we were talking about anger without action? Yeah. This felt like the first year at GDC where there was like action behind it. A GDC can get very angry uh, and for good reason. I think it's very, it's very forward-looking. They're always trying to see how they can improve the industry. But a lot of that is like white men sitting at panels telling us, you know, how we're doing it wrong. 
And this year, it felt like that was starting to change. There was, it was more inclusive. There was more diversity. Uh, there were people. There, there was showcasing games that weren't made just by white men. The guy who won the uh, IGF award uh, basically gave up his booth on the IGF show floor. Oh yeah. Uh, for for games to like get other voices out there. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I I felt like people were actually doing things, and I think voting for these games. I don't know. Are they the best or not? I mean, that's what they decided is a step forward. But I mean that like the fact that like Call of Duty wasn't in there anywhere. It actually, uh, it actually was. was. It was in there for technical. It was. Was it really? Yeah, oh, man, that's great. All, technical is like it was like Far Cry, Halo, Call of Duty, and Far Cry One, which is the closest to an indie shooter. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is Walking Dead? Was that? Uh, it was. Yeah, yeah it won it's narrative. It won for narrative. narrative. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, so. I was in this panel called the Game Design Challenge, uh, yeah. where a bunch of uh, awesome developers sort of make up their own. You probably heard about it, where uh, J- uh, Jason Rohr buried a game in the desert yeah. for it. Anyway, the panel started. Uh, it's supposed to be the last game design challenge they're doing, and the reasoning they did said that was because when they started the game design challenge in 2004, um, they put up a list of like the top 10 best-selling games of 2004, and it was like. Madden, Madden, Halo, Pokemon, Pokemon, Madden, Halo was essentially the list. So what they said was essentially like the industry has changed so dramatically since then that like back then, like none of this crazy stuff was like even close to happening. And obviously you're still getting sequels and stuff like that. But so much of the industry is now all about these indies and all about these creative ideas that like having a challenge dedicated to creative ideas is almost unnecessary because like we could easily see any of those game design challenge games actually come out right it's it's we are in an we are in like an ecosystem of game jams like right exactly and it's not just it's not just game jams as a feudal you know diversion it's like these are the these are the these are becoming the source of where most major developers, especially major indie developers, are getting their ideas for the games that they're actually making from. Yeah. Like, Tearaway was a game jam, and now it's a full PS Vita yeah. release. It's, it's super cool. I'm, I'm, GDC is by far my favorite show of the year, and uh, it's just so reinvigorating. Like, just see people's heart and soul, like, put out there, and such creativity and not only creativity but creativity that's rewarded like seeing a game like ftl that sells tons and tons of copies because it's original and it has a great game design and two guys made that essentially so it's just yeah, yeah. it's awesome yay video games yay video games um yay. oh who won who won okay um let me <sighs> let me go let me hit you guys with this okay okay, okay. hot stunts None of you guys had icy hot stunts. Uh, my thing had a lot of good discussion. That, no, what, <laughs> that was yeah. so sweet. It um, did. No, it had. It was erudite. Okay, justice. here, here, here's how we do it. Just you can't vote for your topic. Vote okay. for someone else's topic. Okay. I would vote for Russ Freshstick's topic because um, I it represents something really hopeful and positive. Not that. Not to say that like. ATV stunts aren't hopeful because they are. Obviously, if you get one, it's like, oh my god, my faith is renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my topic I, was Samurai Gun, by the way. Yeah, you. My my topic was <laughs> GDC awards. Hey, Russell, do yours if you do mine. Deal. 
Uh, I'm going to vote for Justin's because I feel so bad about interrupting him. Yeah. I'm going to see. I'm going to send my vote for GDC Awards because I forgot that was Plants. So I'm going to go with ATV <laughs> Stunting tonight. Okay, That's with two votes too. taking home the Stunt Award. I'm going to put that trophy on my shelf. Thank you for joining us for the besties. If you want more great content, you want to see that human angle video we talked about, you want to see GDC Awards cover, whatever whatever you want, it's all at polygon.com. So go there and, and find it. Definitely watch that human angle video. I think you're really going to enjoy that series. Um, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Polygon, YouTube slash Polygon, Facebook slash Polygon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And thank you so much for hanging in there with us. We hope you enjoyed this format. If you if you liked it, if you didn't like it, hop onto the, uh, the threads on uh on the on this post and uh let us know what you thought because we will almost certainly change it again. bioshock next week catch it i've got some thoughts on it that's gonna do it for us with the besties because should the world's best friends play the world's best stuff. <laughs> do the things that are best <laughs> best things shouldn't the world's best friends live <laughs> Bessie!